Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the DNVR Rapids Podcast, presented by Ivaca TV. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll. Joined, as always, by super producer, the superest of producers, the greatest of all super producers, Yahir G. Vasquez. Yah, yah. Welcome in, brother. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Miss the people. two esteemed colleagues. We have from an editor from Last Word on Sports, host of Holding the Highline, Rapids Podcast with Rabbi and Red, Feyenoord superfan, <laughs> future, future landmark on top of a giant mountain we got matt pollard in here uh M- mitch that might be the best introduction i've ever gotten <laughs> doing podcast stuff i can't claim to be a fine or super fan and everything but i am back from my gallivantings around europe getting over the jet lag and everything uh cole bassett's on the up so clearly my it was, arrival you. It was or, all you bro yes yeah, so clearly we need to start a gofundme to get me to an antwerp game and yes. that'll get sam vines a 15 million euro transfer to the Bundesliga. Look, you're the biggest fan or fan I know. So we're going to roll with that. <laughs> and also joined Juan Fernandez. Juaners. What's up? The uh, host of C38 podcast. That's me. Betting extraordinaire. MLS bets. Sometimes. Welcome in, man. How's it going? How you doing? Dude, great. I'm can glad I, to have both of you here this week. Can Mitch, I, may the fourth be with you. Yeah, Happy Star Wars Day. Let's go. Never tell Wanners the odds. Yeah, never. Can I just say thank you for inviting me to a DNVR where we win? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I think yeah, it's a dude. lot easier to stop. We did right? win. You're right. Because it's, it's always like tough to be like <sighs> the Rapids lost. Man, they lost. It was that. But no, we won. Dude, it was five weeks of that, bro. It was awful in here. Awful. I do want to get one shout out in. Yes, it's May the fourth, but it was also my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mom! Shout out. Mama Mitchell. I don't Carol. think she's ever watched the podcast ever. But just in case she decides to tune in, she's actually in Portugal right now. But if she decides to tune in on vacation, shout out, mom. Um, all right, we got a good we got a good show today. We got a lot going on. Obviously, we're gonna uh, recap the win over Charlotte. Um, talk about Portland. Portland. Went over You're right. Portland. I wrote Charlotte in my notes. That was stupid. Uh, Portland. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk Diego Rubio. Thank you. We brought in the preeminent Diego Rubio guy right here uh and we're gonna get into this busy stretch coming up for the pits busy 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 and what are they gonna do with it just how i like like my pits busy yeah 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 busy (laughs) lots to talk about yeah and then you know are they gonna mix up the lineup are we gonna go for it how does the cup game fit into that um and we'll you know we'll kind of analyze all that and get into it and then at the end we might get into some gambling picks because you can't have wanders on and not talk some gambling so absolutely um with that not charlotte portland comes in it is the turkey day revenge game rapids prevail two nil uh could have been four or five nil it felt like uh there is a goal disallowed on a corner from jonathan lewis touching the goalie on the touchline and i was like we all, I mean, we were talking about it on press row a lot. You guys were. Yeah, it's true. You were down there <laughs> screaming your head off, ripping your shirt off, going crazy yep. with the C38 guys. But 
you definitely, I think, had the best analysis of what you saw on that play. Do you want to kind of break that down and what you saw um, on the disallowed goal from Lawless? Yeah, sure, Mitch. So first of all, Jonathan Lewis, I think, is clearly in an offside position. I think there was initially some confusion because you legally can't be offside for the law of the game. You can't be offside on a corner. Fun fact, you also can't be offside on a throw-in. A lot of people don't actually know that. But at the point of contact with Lawless making the header, Jonathan Lewis is in an offside position. The only player he is closer to the end line that he is further away from the end line than for the Portland Timbers is the goalkeeper. Um, and then, then at that point, there's a question of obviously, uh, Jonathan Lewis does not touch the ball. Does he involve himself in the play enough to have an effect on it? Or is his positioning such that the goalkeeper has to account for that a possibility for indirect offsides, which we do not see a whole lot, I think is a fascinating referee, um, decision or, um, uh, subjective decision that can be made. But as we heard from, uh, my pool reporter question that I sent out to MLS, Colorado Rapids player, Jonathan Lewis was in an offside position when Lawless Abubakar headed the ball and Mr. Lewis's proximity to the goalkeeper and physical contact contact with the goalkeeper before the ball gets there. It was a pretty decent box out given the height difference between Johnny. Uh, And then obviously he clearly steps on the foot of Ivicic before he is able to make the save. So, and his physical contact with the goalkeeper meant that he was guilty of the offensive offsides interference with the opponent. I know rapid Twitter was upset when the call initially was made in real time. They were upset after the game, Mitch, the officials got it right. No, they got it right. They got it right. Mr. Lewis though. I don't think Yaya was calling him Mr. Lewis after that play. Apparently Armando Armando Villarreal was referring to him as Mr. Lewis. I think Yaya had a a much more choice selection of words for John. I was okay with it. I was okay with the call. He was a grassland, but it was. It yeah. is what it is. Like I so, can't get mad at that. So it continues zero zero, uh, and then we get Diego Rubio steps up on a free kick just outside the box, puts it right over the wall, perfectly bent into the corner. Ivacic didn't even bother moving because he couldn't have got there if he tried. Um, on replay. I think they could have probably set up their wall a little better. I think he could have probably, Ivicic could have set himself up a little better to defend that, but at the end, he wouldn't have been able to get to it, right? So, great goal from Rubio. The best goal I've seen this season from him. Probably the best Rapids goal this season, or close to it. I mean... Maybe. Um, I remember uh, when it was given, the free kick, I said, this is going in. There you go. I looked to the person to my left. We were, you know, jumping around. I said, this is going in. (laughs) This is going in right here. (laughs) And then sure enough, I like was looking at it. I saw it float itself into the goal. And you know when Diego Rubio scores, I'm the loudest person in oh, yeah. C thirty eight. So oh, yeah. I made sure everyone everyone knew who it was. So it was it was a gorgeous ball. Um I thought I thought that was gonna sort of break the dam, so to speak. I, I, I really expected them to get another one before half and put just put the game away early. Portland really didn't have it going. No. And they're I think uh when you have a club like Portland, uh, they're obviously like a club right now, modern controversy with anything in football. The controversy, sometimes if it's too much, it really does impact the uh, field of play, the level, the, you know, the, the game. And so uh, I've taken upon myself to watch uh, some Portland games throughout, you know, the MLS season. And, you know, uh, they're just an easy team to bet against because right now they're just dealing with a lot. They don't have a an out-and-out striker right now that they can uh, rely on for goals. And so, I mean, tough, tough break for Portland. Yeah. They are a playoff team, unfortunately, when we came up against them. But 
not so much a dominant season team. No, one, it's not just the the issues that they've had from a legal standing standpoint, but it's also the injuries they've had. This game was a game of the walking wounded, and for me, it was going to come down to which team was able to better deal with their issues. The Portland Timbers were a shell of themselves defensively in the middle of the park without Diego Chara. And then Brian Acosta, I thought, was absolutely fantastic staying in for, uh, Jack, for the captain, Jack Price. Mitch, I'm sure as we'll get into it, Mark oh, Anthony yeah. K put his stamp on oh, the game. And the yeah. other question I had defensively, what was Portland going to look, what was Colorado going to look like given the recent absences of Danny Wilson? Juan, I think you're the captain and I'm the co-captain on the SS Diego Rubio is good. I'm the <laughs> captain and you're the co-captain on the SS Scottish Salmon. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I think uh, I think I charge both of those boats. Sir. Whoa! Did you charge both of those boats? I There's a on the Scottish Salmon. The definitive three thousand word piece on the turnaround of when was this? When was when was? Because I was at the turnaround. I said this dude's gonna turn it around, and he did. Middle of twenty twenty. Look, I you was, guys are both <laughs> fully on okay. That train. So I have the receipts, man. but the defense held strong. Very few chances. Very few chances. Honestly, the chances were Jonathan Lewis, and he wasn't finishing them coming out of the half. Um, you kept pointing out the XG he wasn't putting in uh, when we were sitting up there. Yeah, Luria had, Luria, yeah. yes, the you had the whole 90 minutes. Yimmy Chara yeah. was basically invisible. Yeah. Um, Niyash Goda won. I mean... <laughs> Locked him down. Yeah, so, they, did, so they didn't them. give him any space. I thought Austin Trusty was fantastic. I thought William Yarbrough was much better in terms of oh, communicating yeah. yep. and dealing with things. Yep. Portland didn't have anything from a transition game. And again, I guess as a polar opposite to the playoff game, you know, you score 20 minutes in on a goal that gets disallowed. A few minutes later, Diego Rubio rightfully puts the Rapids up a goal. At yep. that point, Portland's game plan is completely out of the water because oh, yeah. they can't sit back and just counter. They have to come out of their shell. They weren't able to muster anything, even with the numbers further forward, and it only made them more hollow and exposable in transition, as we saw on the second goal as well. So um, I thought the Rapids handled it fantastically. Brian Acosta was great. Defense on the whole was much, much better. The Rapids dealt with their injuries and took their chances. The Portland Timbers did neither of those things. Absolutely, yeah. And then, th I mean, the biggest takeaway beyond those things you just said is the missed chances from probably Lewis, which led up to the turning point that you wrote so eloquently in your headline um, was the second yellow card for Rubio on a late challenge uh, near the out-of-bounds line. Um, definitely the way he was calling the game, there was no way he wasn't going to get a second yellow for that. He exploded <laughs> on the sideline, had to be pulled back. He exploded um, on Twitter after the game. Within 30 seconds of the final whistle, uh, goes on Twitter, tags MLS, all that. Um, and all of a sudden, you're like, man, it's only one nothing. We have all these missed chances. We have a goal literally pulled back on a bad offsides by Lewis. Now it's 1-0. Is this back to the slide? Is this a draw? Is this a loss? Like, what is going to happen? And the attack just doesn't stop down a man at all. Yeah, More I was chances. about to say. More we, chances. We More chances. real good up, like, down a man. Than Absolutely. We did. I think my main issue was uh, when Price went out in the Charlotte game, you can easily see our production go down. Like, mm -hmm. And that was my main concern is – what does this team look like without Jack Price? And mm -hmm. to have Brian Acosta step up. I mean, this has always been a team of like next guy up, step up, and like oh, yeah. you know, and and it's good to see like from a fan perspective that we still have that. That even down probably I always say is our best player is Jack Price. You know, without him, kind of lose a lot of the spine, uh, a lot of the production, a lot of the uh, he wins the ball back brilliantly and sets up our, our guys for great chances. 
without him, it was kind of nervous, you know, but, you know, with uh, Brian Acosta in there, uh, did did really well. And it, it's been a while since we had seen him. We're always like, I thought this dude was going to be, that was going to be like Mac, Mac, or Mac, Acosta, and Price. And it's really not been that case. It's just been Acosta like, when is this dude going to get in? And now he's in. Played a solid game, and particularly, I thought his his set pieces were really good. I I think you and me and Brendan looked at each other as they're setting up that corner, like who's taking this corner? Brendan's like, I didn't see any set piece taking at training, and we're like, okay, I guess it's Acosta, and he puts it right on Lawless's head for what should have been a goal. Yeah, so no doubt that he can fill in if he misses some more time. We wanted to see Brian help us with the build-out and defensively take care of who their highest midfielder was. He did a great job closing things down with the ball. He was very efficient. Can't say enough about his game. He did really well. Robin Frazier, end quote. Could Boom. not have said it better myself. Boom. Well, I do like to say You guys got happy Robin in that press conference. It is, <laughs> it is Portland. I want to see if Brian can do this. Maybe not Brian, but if, if Jack comes back, then it's like, okay, the one-off Brian Acosta game. But if he's back for the next game, you know, like I think uh, the next game's against San Jose, right? Probably another team that we should comfortably beat. But after that, it's LAFC, I believe, right after San Jose. So if Brian Acosta can do it and do it against an LAFC side, then that's how I know, like, okay, oh, this yeah. guy's kind of the real deal when it comes to, you know, Jack Price missing out on the, uh, on the 11. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he had a great game. Um, I also thought who had a great game, and he came in for Max, uh, in the 55th, so before the Rubio uh, ejection, um, was Barrios. Barrios came in and controlled that entire right side um, up to and including the stoppage time assists where he was completely wide open into a completely wide open Mac who buried it. But even down a man, it was all him on that right side. This was Michael Barrios at his bench against a team that is not set up to deal with that kind of play and transition, deal with his speed, and deal with how much space they had. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, one, I'll say off the top of my head, his best substitute performance of the season. But obviously, you know, he gets it to Mark Anthony K for the goal. But he had several other very, very good dimes. And, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're breathing easily in the 80th minute if Jonathan Lewis converts that chance that he has um, 68th, maybe in the 70th or so. But, um, you know, he was the catalyst for that. And I think finally Barrios, from a substitution standpoint, was put in a position to be successful because his style of play and what the Rapids were trying to do fit the game state because the Rapids are up a goal Portland is up a man that fitted almost better to kind of flip how things were in the first half where the Rapids were on the front foot so Portland had more of the ball but they weren't doing anything with it and as soon as the Rapids got the ball it was chaos mm -hmm. and that horseman of the apocalypse was my guy <laughs> Mikey Barrios yeah I'm just warned I'm just wondering when this dude's gonna get a goal he's due for a goal oh yeah yes Four assists now, I think, on the season. No goals. Which is very good. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we got some, you know, level of production. It, it's not 2021 Michael Barrios. That was kind of a, a – I don't want that to be just a, a, a you know, a one-off season. I want to see Michael Barrios really be a dominant right-hand winger where it's like, oh, goals can come from the right-hand side. It can come from Diego Rubio. Lewis, maybe not so much. It's still TBD at this point if he's going to be missing chances like that. But I think this team is uh, uh, a solid winger away if Big Robin time. wants to play, keep the 5-2-3. Otherwise, um, I think this team goes back into a 5-3-2. What do you think? 
I I I think five three two makes the most sense if you want Rubio and Zardes together up. Top. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about that on Twitter right after the trade. Um, I liked the four three three they rolled out. I don't know if it was. I mean, that's what the communicate. That's what Omar was saying to us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a straight four three three, but for the most part, I think you would classify it as such. Um, Obviously, you can't deny that they were in control of the game, so yeah. that worked. So you can't be mad about that. And I think you kind of roll with Frazier and what he's feeling. Like you know, like he trusts those back four or five. So I mean, where's where's your head at with that, Matt? I mean, I I mean, the only other one that I think is kind of interesting. I mean, I think it's for right now. It could be look um, three five two five three two. I guess five three two on the road. 3-5-2 at home. I think the only other one that's kind of interesting is in the summer once we lose Austin Trusty after July 17th, does Viasia or does one of the other center backs end up being a viable option to maintain that back three? And if it doesn't, in which case I think you comfortably go 4-2-3-1, at which case then you have Zardis and Rubio kind of mimicking the Kai Kamara Diego Rubio relationship of 2019. You could have Barrios on the right. You could put Max at the left wing spot. You could put K in that's, you could do a few different things with that since Juan and I, I think we're we're increasingly worried about where Jonathan Lewis's ear is going at this point. And yep. then you'd have Jack Price and you could <laughs> yep. put, depending on the game state or the opponent or what you want to do tactically, you could do a double pivot with Price and Warner, Price and Ali LaRoz if he comes back from injury. You could do it with Brian Acosta as well. I think there's more flexibility. There's more circular pegs that mm-hmm. fit into the circular hole that is a 4-2-3-1 then there are square pegs that fit into the 3-5-2. I would agree with both of you though. I think for right now and post-trusty if Viasia is going on the trajectory that I believe that he is based on the two, three games that he's had since then, I think that will be the most common setup that we see in the Rapids and will put them in the best position to be successful. And, you know, speaking of Viasia, uh they, they go from the 4-3-3 back to that five line on the back, pulling Lewis, bringing in more in Viasia. Um And I thought Viasia, I mean, it was 15 minutes, but I thought they were really good 15 minutes. I think his highlight, though, was was a clearance right off of Keegan's face, right? Uh, (laughs) I didn't see it. But, well, because it was on the other end from you guys. He had a nice clearance, like a great defensive play to clear the ball. It just happens to go right into his teammate's grill. Um, But for the most part, I thought he's really shown out well in the last few matches um, physically. You can see it, especially when that back line is kind of even with where the media sits, where we are. He is so imposing and just seems like another level athlete on the field compared to almost everyone else. I think it's a really good thing. It's a really good sign for me, given that he had kind of, at the time of the trade from Cincinnati, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. And so the fact that he's kind of fitted in and every single game that he's got, he's gotten more minutes shows to me that from a health standpoint, he's catching up and from a fitness standpoint, he's catching up. And we've also seen from players that um, the Colorado Rapids bring in either from MLS or abroad via SIA, you could crudely say, you know, one year in Cincinnati to the extent that that's significant is that sometimes you have to prove yourself a little bit early. Mark Anthony King comes in and he immediately starts. Why? Because he's proven himself with Robin Frazier. That was a not a foregone conclusion, but that was immediately evident. Brian Galvan took a little bit of time. Jonathan Lewis, um, I don't know if that's a good example because Lewis was already on the team. Lucas Estevez took a little bit of time. Um, Ali LaRoz, you know, took a year training with the team while not signed yet with the team, with the first team and everything. The fact that Vias is in there shows that he is the easiest next post trusty option. That gives me hope. Me He's too. a beast. Dude, he is. I love Vias I, I, I remember when we signed him, 
there was not that much fanfare. Definitely not as much to when we signed Zardes because you know everyone was I mean, really everyone yeah, really wanted but, that striker. But, but no one's thinking what happens when Trusty's gone, right? And to see Viasia come in, man. And I was buzzing about it. I, I felt like the only guy that was buzzing about it when that happened. So I didn't know enough about him. I'll be honest. I did not watch a lot of Cincy. I didn't watch him in Cincy. Right. Uh, well, you know, all I, you mean, I don't think is, many uh, people did. I you saved yourself a lot of disappointing. <laughs> well, here's all you need to know. Cincy's best results were when Viasi was on the pitch. Retweet. So there you need you to. That's yeah. all you needed to really know is that uh, that dude is. Uh, is a stud. Yeah. No, Best he, results. Yeah. And then also one playing in a back three. And Viasia was where on that back three? He's he's uh, the left center back. Where? Despite being right footed. Yep. Despite everyone's like, this guy's a right footed center back. He's not going to do anything. I was like, look at the game locks. Look at where he plays in the system. And just watch film. He's not. He's, he's good on both feet, right? Yeah. But, you know, he's just. I think his ceiling is higher than Trusty's. Ooh. Eventually. I mean, I, I can't say you're wrong just based on physicality alone. Yeah. He's younger than Trusty, which I think is the significant variable yeah. to me in agreeing with you on. So, I mean, he's an under-22 signing. It was a great signing. I think it'll prove to be a better signing than the Zardes one. Yeah. Personally speaking, just because sure. I see the upside in a young 22 Ecuadorian possible international over, you know, Zardes, who's like, we know what he's about. We know that he can potentially score goals, but his he's at his ceiling, really. So, Viasia comes on with more. I was a little nervous watching Lawless leave at the, in that swap, but to go back to the five felt like, okay, we're going to shell up. Attack continues, right? They still have the one new lead. Portland has one great chance. And it, was, it was Loria who put Loria. the Loria, sorry. Accent. Loria put the worst shot on a ball I have ever seen we did see that it um, looked like a fifa glitch it was a it was a really good <laughs> we, we saw that on, would have been proud of that field goal we saw that on our side of the uh c38 because how could you <laughs> yeah. not you know you see a player anytime you see a player shoot i mean there's a lot of bodies in the way from our section but you can clearly saw that ball just it's like he was coming up to the beer to the beer stand up like up on the walk of the walkway above the goal yeah He's aiming for the old cannon that used to be there. Dude, at the exporting it park was games. hilarious. Um, and they, they, you know, so you're like, okay, they're shelled back. They're going to hold down. They started milking the clock. Yarbrough gets the yellow and extras. They're milking the clock like dairy farmers. They're doing whatever they can. And what was um, it, like seven minutes? Of it was eight? seven minutes of stoppage. Was, I saw um, that. I was like, dude, I thought I was done Kaplan. And I have to keep going. All of that roaming on the right side that Barrios was allowed to do. He got even more open than he had been the whole night. K trails, gets the ball right outside the box, tucks it in the left corner, 2-0 Rapids. Nice they get finish. their revenge. It was a perfect finish. We just watched the highlights before we went live here. Um, can't ask for much more. Yeah, yeah. Did that refill the tank? Is Yasalina full? It never left, man. <laughs> it's been yeah, right. I, I was I, I was not panicking as much as I know you weren't. I, I know you like, weren't. It is what it is. My, uh, if I had a full tank, I maybe had wasted a quarter tank. Sure. Now I'm like at a full tank with full two, tank and then some. Yeah. Two bat, two uh, gallons in the back, waiting for it to refill. What's right the away. price on Yasolina right now? <laughs> so if you're trying to buy some Yasolina, man, it's inflated because of the war. Sure. Uh, so you're looking more like yeah, yeah. around four or five dollars per wow, gallon. Wow, dude. But it's a worthwhile investment. I don't think so. Least of it. Yeah, yeah. It's worthwhile. Man. It keeps going and it rarely <laughs> runs out. It was, is it worth more than Serrera MLS fan cash right now, Juan? Uh, I think a lot of things are. If I'm honest, can I, can I buy can I buy some Yaslino when we lose to RSL away? 
Yes, you can. Okay. And it's still going to be here. And I'll tell you. It won't I'll tank a little out. bit? It won't tank. Okay. Just At this enough. point, it's real tinto is real tinto. You can't do much about it. <laughs> so, all in all, I mean, I, it's they get the three points. They end the slide. They keep the streak at home going to 21 games. Yarbrough gets the shutout wearing the captain's band. Is there a negative? There is a negative. What's the negative? So not only did Lewis miss a chance, so three, too three or four chances, yeah. did Yazzie's artist. Yeah. So I'm kind of sitting there, you know, avid, as an avid MLS watcher, I've, I've seen Zardes miss a sitter against New York Red Bulls. Could not have had it any clearer. I wouldn't call this a sitter, but no. this is one that, and we could probably talk about this now. This is one that if Rubio misses... Everyone's lambasting him sure. for missing it, but we're, I think I think a lot of fans are willing to give Zardis a pass. I'm going to give him till his third or fourth. I'll game give him probably. a pass, but <laughs> do be warned that this is his mo is missing sitters. Okay, it yeah. doesn't sound like you're giving him a pass, Juan. Yeah, this sounds honest. like not a pass. <laughs> um, all the yellow cards, and uh, yep. I put that more on. I I think the the officiating put itself in a bad position by setting a precedent early with the ticky-tack fouls and then determining what the threshold for a yellow card was. Um, and I think in that you kind of also lose these are two relatively physical teams. These are two teams that do not like each other and these are two teams where one of them, as Austin Trusty said, you know, post-game Mitch, that, you know, the, the pain from losing to, the, in, to them in the playoffs still hurt. It was a motivating factor. They talked about it in the pregame huddle before kickoff. They wanted to go out there yep. and kick Portland's butts. How are you shocked then that it's a physical game after the whistle? Everybody's getting into it. Austin Trusty heads butts, head butts <laughs> the goalkeeper, and they get into it and they have to get celebrated. That was like, awesome. Yeah, it was it was awesome. But then that you was know, awesome. Those are both yellow cards. There, you know, eleven yellow cards that were handed out in total. And I have to start to wonder. The Rapids tend to lean into that and. In almost being like a villain or a heel in MLS that is so their true selves in what this team is, but still gets them in trouble. And I would have liked to see a better understanding, okay, this is how the game is going to get called. Instead of getting yellow card happy in the 70th minute, he's getting yellow card happy in the 7th minute. Let's somehow, do we have another gear or something else that we can shift in how we play our game, still be physical and not put ourselves in that position and in that, it was kind of inevitable that somebody was going to put themselves in a position to be difficult. And fittingly, it was Diego Rubio. I'm, we're not mad about it, obviously, because of the result. But when this, if this situation comes up again, I, I don't know that I've seen enough evidence from this team under Robin Frazier that they can make that adjustment to not put themselves in trouble. So you think Rapids played heel past Saturday? Do I think the Rapids played heel pass Saturday? No. I okay, think, I thought. Okay, I think good. no, no. the The officiating was the heel in that analogy, Juan. But right. The, like the the Rapids wound up and they fed into it. It was a it was a positive feedback loop. Yeah. And I think if they had stepped back a little bit in the second half, maybe they wouldn't have gotten the they wouldn't have gotten the red card. And I think they would have put themselves in a better position. They it would have been a from a performance standpoint a comfortable one nil win. I don't know that I would have preferred that to the 2-0 the way that it With happened. With a red, yeah. But I, I want to believe that this, is, this has to be a lesson learned for when you go to the LA Galaxy or you go to Seattle Sounders or you go to NYCFC and you know the officiating is going to be tight or the officiating is going to sway be a certain way. way not to insinuate be able to, anything, but... Yes, no, be, no, no, never. To Not be us. able to adjust to that <laughs> nope. and kind of recognize that and then make an adjustment rather than just say, we're going to lean into who we are, even if it's potentially self-destructive. And that very well against a better team, yeah. down a man for 30 minutes 
on a Saturday with eight minutes with seven eight minutes of stoppage time could have been Ooh. a disaster. I think your analysis is very solid, and I tend to agree. But the monkey part of my brain is just so willing to default to ref bad, my team good, <laughs> ref bad. So I I, I said I agree, Boo but refs. you know, I, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm here for Rapids Thug Life, but I think there's a time and a place for it, and I don't know that the place for it was in the 63rd minute on a late sliding tackle on no, Van right, Rankin right. at the touchline on. Yeah. Saturday. Nope, you're right. As bad as that was, I do like that they were able to keep the pressure on with ten men on. Yes. So that's the thing. If they if they could keep that going, I'm all for it playing with ten men all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this team does play well with ten men. I don't get it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I think one thing I want to touch on before we move on to our next topic, but we talked about Barrios coming in and having a great thirty plus minutes. Um, he replaced Max, who didn't get on the score sheet, didn't have an assist. But I thought had his most productive 60 minutes with the team that he's had so far. He put some nice little touches on the ball. That kind of that sauce that we were expecting. Missing, that we're missing. Yeah, there was just some little like little touches that moved a defender one way. Got open, got some crosses open, got some through balls open. I was really impressed with Max. And I mean, we haven't seen that much of him, right? So you have to only compare to what you've seen. Yeah. But from what I saw... We got some sauce. We got some of that Brazilian sauce. I liked it. I think the team is still missing. I mean, if 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 you think that the Max sauce is good, we're definitely missing it in Galvan. Oh, we, we yeah. just don't have that player right now. I mean, I, I think Barrios has some of that in a different way. Where yeah, it's not the he same. Just kinda, though. It's not the fluid. Yeah, he's not, touches yeah. where you're wrapping back and forth. I think and, the word is finesse. Yes, and finesse, Jonathan that's Lewis what it is. did have yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Some of those finesse. He did a little bit. Too. I mean, he had, he had he, a couple of them where I was like, oh shit, where did that come from, Lewis? Yeah, I like to see that. I mean, we. I mean, uh, as much as I dog on Lewis, uh, I did see a lot of like you know good forward momentum and pushing the ball up real nicely that we just haven't had since Galvan's injury. But I like that from Max. I think we've been oh, missing yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, do you have any thoughts on Max? I mean, just uh, th this game was a fantastic neck Mac next man up between him. Um, what I thought that um, that Mark Anthony K did as well oh, yeah. um and then obviously brian acosta as well in the midfield i mean i mean we can throw gus in there as well um it was an all-around other than diego rubio's one stupid moment uh you know i thought it was an overall great performance from the 11 the and ultimately the moment. 10 uh <laughs> also you know i think i think another good stint i mean beta shore gave eight 80 good minutes Dude, I love Beta Shore. Beta had he's a the, great match. Me and Jared always say he's the like the consummate professional. He mm -hmm. will always and there's a reason why he finds himself on the best teams in MLS year in, year out. I mean, before us, he was at the uh, Toronto uh, MLS Cup winning side, and then he was at the Supporter Shield winning LAFC. Now he found himself on the Rapids, who are first in the West last year. This dude is like you need him on your team, yep. not only for like the culture kind of thing that he brings on, but he's just like a really solid guy. I, I I never have any issues of like, oh, Beta Shore's in the lineup. It's like, oh, no, we're good. We don't have Estevez. All right, we got Beta Shore. Yeah. Now, if we lose Beta Shore, we're kind of we're slim grasping. picking to the yeah. left. But yeah. He's a six years older Iranian variant of Keegan Rosenberry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think so. Yeah. But better. It's Mr. Reliable. We're a Keegan podcast. Keegan? I'm a Keegan podcast. How many, yeah. how many MLS Cups does Keegan have? Well, how well, many supporter shields does Keegan well, have? Yeah, you also don't quantify how good a player is by how much the team won. You quantify I know, how, but how they play. It's part of it. It's part of it. It no, is part it of is it. It is part of it, but you can't it really just say, look at yeah. one another and be like, oh, you got more yeah. supporter shields? 
Come yeah. on, tell me not. Beta Shore is uh, no, proving right. himself he, a lot no, more think, than Keegan. Dude, I love Beta Shore. I'm not knocking on Beta Shore. I just don't think he's better than Keegan. And I love Beta Shore. I'm a big Beta Shore guy. I'm, I'm a, beta everything dude. you said about Beta Shore, I Such completely beta agree. Guy, I mean, Beta, beta follows beta, me on Twitter. Keegan male? doesn't. So <laughs> that's what we're resolving it to. Neither, of, neither of them follow me on Twitter, and I, I'm still trying. But I got Portis Man to follow, so it's all good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna moving that's, on. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna wrap up the the recap there from the Portland game. Great three points. My notes here say, and this is why I asked Wanners to come on the Rubio agenda. Let's go. And we Matt Matt is on there too. Oh, Matt's to be in honest, on the Rubio. He, agenda. He's on the Rubio agenda. Yeah. He's signed on. Co-signed. He's, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to talk about it, man. He was. He has been he's on pace for 20 goals right now. He's on pace for 20 it's goals. It's technically 19.5 sure. because math, but okay. Look, you know what? I'm not We, a we math round guy. up to 20. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we round up. We're giving him the benefit that he'll just sneak an extra one in there somehow. I think he will. You whoa. Whoa. Let's go. All right, we're starting this off hot, what, baby. What Let's did, go. Let's what go. Did I, what did I say last time I was here? I mean, you picked him for the boot for yeah. the team. Yeah. For a goal. I said on this podcast, Rubio's going to score 10 goals. We're halfway there. Not even at the midpoint of the season Not even, yet. Yeah, we're at the quarter mark. Yeah, so I I just want to come on here because uh, I heard people <laughs> say, Waters is drunk. He's dumb. He, he's not going to happen. So we I feel it. vindicated. He's not there yet, but slowly but surely, we're getting to the Waters big ol' I told you so. To be fair, Waters <laughs> was drunk. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. But he made a really good prediction. That is not true. I had one beer, dude. On that on the Comunicaciones game, I came here. True. It was. It was. I may. I say drunkenly all the time. He's going to score at the tailgate. Yeah, you do. And I bet on it. Yeah. And today, this my favorite bet is Rubio anytime with a Rapids money line. Yeah, it's a great. Like it always pays out plus five hundred or better. Yeah. Uh, and it's. I mean, the, the money line part hasn't been great, but the <laughs> you know Rubio right. anytime goal scorer part has been really good. Uh, you can also get Rubio plus assist. I and like I think 700 and it's really good. I think any of us can say, oh, yeah, I've always liked Rubio. I, you know, I could have seen this coming outside of Warners. I don't think anyone was as high on Rubio being this much of a goal contributor. This or early. the guy. Everyone, or the nine. I was on on him. He needed to be the guy. Yeah, yes. yeah. But no and one said that. I think we did that say that here on our season preview pod. We said, he can he be the guy? Yeah, we'll probably wait until July. Find a nine. Yeah. See who's see who's out of it. See who's willing to sell. See who wants to rebuild. We'll get a nine then, like we did last year with Badgie. Yeah. I mean, Nadine's artist is great, obviously. But Rubio, you almost can say, like, well, we didn't really need him. Yeah, we need to go against artists because Rubio is scoring like a true nine. I I think the the main I love the five two three. I love how it plays. Uh, I, when we were sitting, we were here. We were watching the Nuggets, Avs, and Rapids yep. play. Uh, uh, when I was watching the Rapids play in the five two three at Minnesota, I thought they played amazing. I yep. thought they were. You look at the game flow. You look at their expected goals. They were moving real fluidly. Rubio got the goal. I mean. Um, what ended up being our downfall was a defense in those games. And you look there, Estevez has a bigger production rate than than Lewis at this point. And you can't account for Estevez being the main left winger and the main left wing back. So there's obviously going to be a hole in the defense. 
maybe now Lewis might step up, um, but uh, I always felt that the Rapids should have made a signing for a winger. Now we have a striker that kind of changes the dynamics. I've always said Rubio's always best as like a Robin to his Batman. I think Zardes is Rubio's Robin to Batman. To, to Rubio's <laughs> Batman, you know? Where's Lal? Where's Lewis? <laughs> Where? That, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Diego Rubio's been extremely healthy this year for, you know, a good six months now if we're talking about going back into preseason and I don't know that he had that last year and he's had other struggles with that at inconvenient times in the past I think that the preseason conversations they had about what they wanted to do and some little nuanced changes with what Rubio was doing in his role either as a target forward or now what he's going to be able to do and I think his best and most freeing role of being able to be a little bit further deeper as a false nine be cantankerous in a defensive setup fits him to a T and so I think he's coming focused I think he's coming healthy he's coming fit and as soon as he started scoring in preseason I think that fit in the confidence and I think that's only started to build even more and he is a kind of I think I think of all the attacking players that the Rapids have I think he's the most downhill in terms of when he's feeling himself and it's validated by what he's doing by his stats and by the coaching staff and everything he just goes out there and is unapologetically himself and he wrecks everything yeah absolutely and it shows in the stats. I mean, as much as uh, we don't have like the uh, the numbers that Drew see or Sebastian Ferreira or Jesus Jimenez of the, of the, you know, all guys ahead of him, maybe even like a Tati Castellanos, right? He's got five on the season. It's a, still a very solid five. He leads MLS in uh, goals added. Now, if you don't know what goals added, it's individual actions within a game that leads to your team yeah, yeah, getting yeah. goals. Okay, so to lead the league last year, you know who led the league in goals added? No. After about nine or eight games, mm -hmm. it was Andreu Fontas, who's a center back, but right behind him was Daniel Shallowy. All right, okay, Shallowy at yeah. that point had six goals, two assists, and now. I've always said it. I said it this year. Rubio's going to be the comeback player of the year because he's going to come out and explode, and there's always that potential, right? So now you you know compare those two. If Rubio has the season that Shally had last season, there's no doubt in my mind that this team is you know well-equipped to make a nice, solid run at the uh, MLS yeah. Cup. And I think the other thing that's been really uh, encouraging for me, albeit to an extent discouraging for Barrios and certainly from a Lewis perspective, is how goal dangerous Rubio has been. And it's the he's goal dangerous in the build up play when the team's playing as a team. So he's that finishing product, but he's also been dangerous for himself individually. And so now that other defenses are going to be a little bit more focused on Jardi on Giassi Zardes physically because of his positioning and everything, I think that's going to there's going to be less focus on Rubio which is going to then make him even more effective because he has more space. And that's honestly one that's been the, you know, Barrios hasn't been individually dangerous. Rubio or um Jonathan Lewis hasn't been finishing his opportunities. Barrios Diego Rubio is the only one who's consistently creating opportunities on his own and right. then finishing the opportunities that the rest of the team has. Yep. And now like you said, now he gets to be Robin to Batman. The only difference is Batman is Giassi's artist instead of Kai Kamara. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to dig in a little more to to a plan to sort of supplement is that and to replace Andre who left this weekend and how that plays into this Rubio season moving forward and where Zardis fits into that as well. We do have to talk about our homies 
over to Vodka TV first. Okay. The homies. Do you know that half of Denver just can't watch the Rapids games? Yes. Half. What? Half of Denver pays for cable. Well, half of Denver cable subscribers just can't watch Rapids games. Can you believe that? But you know who can watch Rapids games? The Avaca TV subscribers. The homies. Tell me That more. listen to this. That go, man, I love that DNVR Rapids show so much. I'm going to watch the Rapids this weekend. You better. And then they're like, oh, I can't watch it. I have that competitor that doesn't carry it. So you hit up Avaca TV. They have altitude. They have... AT&T Sportsnet. You're getting Avs, Nuggets, Rapids, Rockies. You're getting Rams coverage. You're getting Pioneer coverage. You're getting all the Denver sports you need. And it is cheap. It is easy. And you get to watch the Rapids. You get to watch the Rapids on your television. No, like, illegal stream? No illegal stream. No viruses. No No going through. No VPNs. No... Whatever streams so dot XYZ, whatever it is, you don't need it. Um, services available in Denver and in Colorado Springs. You have all your national channels. You have Altitude and AT&T Sportsnet, like I said. Um, and it's really easy to sign up. You go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. You hit the promo code DNVR. You get $10 off your first three months. That makes it $15 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you got to get the receiver. Uh, and that's all you need. How much is it so without the discount code? $25 a month. That's that's that less, is that's less than the VPN cable. I pay for. There you go. So. Cheap cable and you get to watch the bids. So shout out Avaca TV. Thank you for sponsoring us. They sponsor our party buses out of here to the Avs games. Let's go, Avaca, bro. Yeah, Ivaca. Shout out those guys. Get on thank that. you for getting us the Rapids. So uh, we are obviously very... Pro Rubio here, and you just called a near twenty goal season, or you said twenty goals. I think so. You think two zero goals at the end of the season? I said ten, and we're almost there. <laughs> there you go. Um, Fifteen for sure. How about that? So Zardes coming in, right? Is he? Does he? That doesn't drop the count for you at all. Mm, no. Okay, <laughs> Matt. Where does he? Where, where does? Think- what's the Zardes factor in? the number of goals at the end for Rubio. I think it will be a I think it will be a net decrease in terms of the number of goals he would have scored without Jossie's artist on the team. I think it will be a net positive in terms of his goal contributions in that go. a lot of these we are going to see Diego Rubio passing the ball to Jossie's artist for tap-ins. So I, like I think the the question that I really have you think it's flipped yeah. all the way around. You think it's the other way around? Because what what will probably end up happening is you got a body like Jaws in the middle. Gonna float in all these crosses, right? Defender clears it out. Who steps up right there? Fox in duty. the box, cleanup duty. Yeah. Diego Rubio. Just the way this team plays, it relies on its wingers a lot more to get the ball in the in the middle. I mean, Danny Wilson, once he's healthy, he pings the ball out to Lewis, pings the ball out to Barrios, gets it right back into the middle to uh, to a, a looming Zardis, and you know Zardis. He will probably get to a lot of them, but if he doesn't, you know who's gonna be there is Rubio. That's how I see it. More so of just like a direct attacking play of. Rubio one-on-one with the keeper and between Rubio and Zardes Zardes probably has got the better one-on-one with the keep with with keepers than yes, Rubio I would agree. so I mean if anything it's probably gonna be Zardes tapping uh passing in the tap into Rubio I don't deny I, I don't disagree with the fact that this team is still relying on crosses from distance 
for service and that that will make but the team general will be more effective because it's going to Jossie's artist who's six foot two and doesn't need to be sneaking in the box to be good on corners even right. though Rubio's gotten better at that I think as we see Max start to get more integrated into the team then what they're going to be able to do in the middle of the pitch on the ground will also be important and in that it's ultimately going to link up play ending in Giassi's artist yeah. scoring goals Through like we saw the LA Galaxy yep. like we saw at Columbus Crew like we've seen when he's been effective with the national team because he knows great Berhalter's dance moves like we've seen with Giassi's artist on the U.S. men's national team can I ask how many goals he's going to score with his butt how many goals will Giassi's artist <laughs> score with his butt what? you know he's known for it yes the butt so, goal I'm, how, what's the line is I'm, it one I'm and over, a half over it's say, probably over under half right yeah, I, I would zero point five. I would put zero point five. Does he get one this year or not? Yes or no? Yes. Why not? He gets one. Butt I want to see a butt goal Josh for sure. Artist gets one. Butt <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's probably going to happen. Ruby's going to shoot it, and then he's going to deflect it off his ass. Off his ass. Yes. So I guess hockey the, style. Dude. Yeah, hockey style. <laughs> to, to answer the direct, to answer the the question directly, Mitch, I think it just it slightly shifts yeah. Diego Rubio's contributions, but his net contribution is going to be better. But yes. now it's just not going to show up. It's going to show up in a different stat line. So for me, I think the more interesting question is how many combined goals do we get between the two, rather than how does how do the two fit in together to where it affects yeah. Jossie's production relative to what he would have gotten with Columbus versus what Rubio's production would have been without Giassi's artists. I don't care about who individually is scoring the goals. This team is still going to be offense by collective. They were last year with Dombaji. They were before Dombaji, and they were this year before Giassi's artists, and they will be after Absolutely. after Giassi's artists. Yeah. How are those two combining together? And then ultimately, is there a third key attacking piece that we have? I'm still not convinced that Barrios is going to be what he was in 2021. Juan, as we've talked about, we have concerns about where Jonathan Lewis is right now. Another third attacking option, yeah. even if it's just like Lawless getting four goals on set pieces, would be nice. I'm far more concerned about that than I am whether it's Rubio passing to Zardis or Zardis passing to Rubio. I realize Juan cares because of how he bets for Rubio goals. <laughs> can I just say, though, can I set the line right now? Sure. You guys have to combined goals and assists from Rubio and Zardis. Okay. 23 and a half, over or under? Total over. Combined? Way over. Okay. Smash. 26 and a half. I would take the over. I'd say it's over 30. Over 30? Goals and assists? For both goals and assists? Yeah. Yeah. What about goals? What if it's 23 and a half for goals? So okay. That's right around where I think the final okay, number wait, will be. One. Zardis goals plus Rubio goals plus Zardis assists, Zardis assists plus Rubio assists. Yeah. I would have put it right at twenty six to be honest. Twenty six. I would like, take the over. I'd, like, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd flip the, the coin yeah. on your second bet on your second line okay. in terms of over or under. I take the over. Yeah, for sure. So we got ten, ten, ten out of like. It does one of them get ten goals, ten assists, ten goals, or I'd say do Rube both of them get ten goals? That's twenty, and then three, I, three. I mean, I d four, I mean, four. I don't know if if your Rubio number holds true. Zardes doesn't have to get ten goals to hit that number, right? Because if you say Rubio is in the 17 to 19 range for goals for goals, which you are confident in. I think so. You add eight for Zardis then and all of a sudden you're over. around that 25 plus mark. They only need a few assists each. So, uh, when is DraftKings going to give me that line? I don't know. That's don't, a good, that's a good one. question though. Yeah. We need um, that line. I take the over now that I think about it because you know, I think Zardis could give you like, we're just saying at a bare minimum, like he gets caught up tactically with the team he develops chemistry with the team he's 90 minutes fit like 
seven and three is like yeah. the minimum. Okay. And then I already think that Rubio's going to get at least 13 goals. I'd probably put him around 16 if I'm thinking. So on that, even if Rubio doesn't get any other assists. This guy knows ball. So Zardis's, <laughs> ball. So Zardis's floor plus yeah. where Zardis's floor for total goal contributions and then Rubio's floor just for goals. When I'm already saying that I think it's going to be Rubio assisting to Zardis, I'll take the over on 26. Nice. I think the yeah. I think the I think the line for me Juan would be like 30 and a half. Would you? I need I need the Yaya I need the Yaya take on this one. Uh, Yaya, where you put those two together? What do you What do you expect out of these guys the rest of the season? I think 30 goals and assists to get combined is pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty easy number. Yeah, yeah I think it's pretty. Uh, for goals itself, I'd put it around 20, at 20, 25. Yeah, yeah. right in that area. Um, I would actually take the other on 26 and a half. I think they're going to assist a lot more because of how Matt, Matt said, it's goal by committee. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think everybody's going to be scoring. You've seen Mac ha- uh, have like, what, three goals already this season? Yeah. Too? Like the, so I guess the, yeah. to get, I guess the next question that I have then, Mitch, is in terms of in that, does that make it easier for there to be a third goal option? Like, can, could Mark Anthony K get uh, get like seven and seven this year? Because I mean, I think if could, that happens, yes, yes, if that could. happens, and if again the if that happens, and this team is again the set piece kings of Major League Soccer, then I don't, I don't think there's any question of what this team can do offensively. And the only two big questions I have are: What are we doing once the loan? expires for Estevez with the option to buy in the summer and then what is the post trustee plan and if that's simply just plugging in Gustavo Viasia into the Austin trustee Please vacated big shoes that. then I feel so much calmer about where this team is going to be than I felt a month ago there you go um all right I want to throw something at you guys before we get into the schedule talk and maybe possible uh, uh another piece to add talk I've been trying to find a nickname a a theme you want a relationship name for Zardis and Rubio? No, 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 no. We did talk about that at the game, but that's not what I want to do. <laughs> it's already Zubia. We also have, we have a graphic for it, but don't drop it yet. Hold on one second. Someone said Zardis. I was like, no. Um, okay, so the Rapids is, they're always a, it's kind of Island of Lost Toys situation, right? Yes. Like, casts off. No one really wants them, but as a collection, they Goats. create something great, right? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Rubio sounds a lot like Rufio. So no. I am bringing up Rufio. Rubio and the Lost Boys. Drop it. There <laughs> it is. That's what I'm talking about, Yaya. My guy on the graphic, Rubio and the Lost Boys. You really you want that my, Rufio chant. I want it so bad. Rufio. I, I don't know, man. I want it so bad. As a guy that starts chants, that one's a tough one. Yeah, well, you know what? You're not the only person that's allowed to chant in that stadium, okay? No, I know, but... Wanners. <laughs> God. If you want to get that chant, you come on down, teach it to everyone, and then everyone will be with but you. What's there to teach? You say his name, but you just say it like Rufio. There's no teaching. Just, that's all I can say, man. I don't get the reference as much, so I'm like... One's a baby. He doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah, neither one of you get it. Your children. <laughs> yeah. Watch like, Hook. I'm like, okay. The Lost Boys... You Makes know, sense I'll, I'll for the Rapids. The next game, Rubio is it. leading them. There is no true Peter Pan. Next home but game, we'll try Rufio it. But he is Rufio, and he is Rubio. I think it works. We'll try Matt, it next game, okay? Matt, what? do you think it works? Uh, I, I think it can. <gasps> I, my, I, he, my biggest concern. I tried. Swing and a miss. He doesn't want to tell you it doesn't work. I know. My, very my, nice my biggest you, concern is. Wanners, so, you so suck, I'll tell dude. you it doesn't work. You suck. 
<laughs> Matt, you're great. Thank you so much for being polite and nice. All right, whatever. On to the next thing. No, we're going to do it the next home game. No, you're not doing anything. You're not allowed. It's my chant. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess you really don't want it then. <laughs> we could do it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Cool, we cool, cool. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and... and I know you have a graphic here that, that shows the upcoming schedule, the next five games, 15 days, starting Saturday, um, with a cup game there coming up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a late road game, Saturday, cup game, 8 p.m. Tuesday. Yeah. And then LAFC at home the next week at Sporting Kansas City. And then I believe home for the Sounders. I'll be at that SKC yeah. game. Yeah. You're going? Yeah. Nice. Love to see that. Here's here's the thing that, that has me concerned going into this, and I'm obviously going to ask you guys your takes on it and, and what you would do, but Wilson hasn't featured. Price hasn't featured. A hamstring is probably the worst thing you could do with a compact schedule like this. You've seen Lucas come on as a sub in the last two games. You've seen Barrios have a long, have a nice long sub stretch uh, in the last game here. What do you do with the eleven to sort of battle through that stretch? How much does the the cup game factor in for you? you they've said they're taking it very seriously. I'm sure they want to have a good showing after the Concacaf showing. Matt, what's what is your like initial read on this stretch and how you approach it? Um, well, I think you absolutely go for it against San Jose. I think they're a team that's obviously in a struggling situation because of their man and their manager situation, obviously with getting rid of Matias Almeida. And I mean, just they're a team that's chaotic and that inherently gives up goals. Like this should be multiple tap in goals Let's on go. Saturday. Calvo sucks. Yes, there's no <laughs> Calvo is trash, bro. So there, I, I don't think there's any concern about that. Um, that's it. All that's, right, there you go. That's the analysis for the game. Okay. Yes. Am I wrong? Yes. I'm uh, wrong? No, you're not wrong. Yeah. No. If, if Nathan starts, it's a problem. If Calvo starts, easy dub. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so I think I think yeah. you take care of that in terms of San Jose. Look, sure. I, I get it, Rapids fans, I, that you know the team historically has not done well in the Open Cup. You're playing Minnesota where there's some bad blood there on top of what happened a couple weeks ago when you played them in league play and everything. Rotate the squad focused on the LAFC game on Absolutely. the weekend. LAFC is also going to have an Open Cup game because they advanced as well. So both teams are going to be in the same situation. I think you roll out some hybrid or Rapids 2 in there. Um, Thank you. you know, I was going to say that. Yeah, maybe you know you give Yapi a start for example Yo, I, yes yeah, please Toure Mayaka Yapi yes. get Yaya's guy Yaya out there dude I think you go I think yeah you know give Colin Warner some time give Sebastian Anderson um, maybe a Mike Edwards some time I think that, you put Clitter win in goal that one's a random one Mike Edwards because we were sold on him being like a really good guy so yeah so, I wouldn't mind seeing Mike Edwards either. Yeah, so you, I think you give them I'd a run out. I think you focus too. on. Love I think to see Mayaka. I think you focus on LAFC, and I think there's a motivating factor given um, what happened in the opening weekend of the season. And I think this team's gradually made progress towards being better. I think where things are interesting from that LAFC game standpoint is that Steve Sharondolo has been better at adjustments than he has at first game. Uh, at starting lineup game plans, and they've also been extremely effective on set pieces. So it's kind of a it's a battle of strength versus strength in that situation, albeit one at altitude. Um, we'll see where Seattle Sounders are, depending on what happens in the next couple of hours sure, and where they sure. are injury emotionally after what happens in Champions League. <laughs> um, and then Juan, what was the other? 
and then the other uh, game was Sporting Kansas City. I yeah. think you have to go in there and you have to go for a win because you know you're playing two I mean, relatively six, weak though, teams. You're amazing. playing two relatively maintained teams. So I guess if you'd say, I think. Uh, so we're just talking about the MLS games in that stretch. You beat San Jose, you beat Sporting Kansas City, and then I'll take a win and a loss or two draws between um, LAFC and Seattle. And I think you're probably okay going into June. So uh, we actually talked about it on uh, the C38 podcast. Shout out C38 podcast. Yeah, the C38 podcast, which I run with my co-host Jared. He's been on here a bunch of times. Last week, wearing the, wearing the jacket. The C thirty eight jacket, the red, no, no, like his beautiful oh, no, his, burgundy yeah, yeah, suit yeah, jacket. Yeah, 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 he he shows out sometimes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what we discussed is of the seven games, and this and this was uh, this we included Charlotte and uh, mm-hmm. Portland. So of those of the seven games, and now you know the Seattle's the you know the seventh of that. So now yeah, yeah, we 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 put it around like fourteen points, fifteen okay. points, and so. Uh, Ideally, what you wanted was, uh, you know, of of those seven games, five were at home. So you wanted home wins, right? So that's, you know. You have four out of two so far. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we have, uh, if we show up at home, uh, go against an LAFC squad, hopefully it's a lot better than the, uh, than the ro- not rotated side, but that, that team that went into LAFC had played on the Wednesday prior. So. No doubt in my mind, the Rapids were not looking forward to starting the season at LAFC. I think it's a different one uh, at home, but you have two teams in San Jose and Kansas City who are not on the best of form right now. You take advantage of that. Now, in years prior, I'd always say the Rapids are the slump busters, meaning if a team is on a negative skid of games, it's like, oh, get right against the Rapids. we got yep. the Rapids. Yep. Yep. Last year, there was none of that. No, it's this, fortunate right now, man. This year, I want to see us keep that trend of, no, you're not getting an easy one on the Rapids. And against SKC, against San Jose, should be a, a, a walk in the park, honestly, uh, against those oh, two teams. God, and last year, we're scary. not saying that because... That's scary. You know, SKC was this dominant team. Now they're plagued by injuries. They don't have Gaddy Kinda, who's officially out for the rest of the season. Uh, Shallowy and Russell have been shelves of their former God, they've selves. Been terrible. They lost uh, Pulido. Their new guy Vujinovic is not uh, being any. He's not acclimated at all to the league. So SKC are down bad right now. I think um, uh, San Jose are always down bad. Um, that really leaves Seattle, as you said. We still don't know how they are emotionally. Uh, maybe a couple weeks removed from this game, they'll want to get right against the Rapids. But LAFC is the only tough one I see in that one. And, of course, the Minnesota midweek game. Let me see the kids, bro. Let me see the rap kids. Let me see. Honestly, if it's a Rapids 2 heavy lineup, I don't care. I mean, I mean, I love the Open Cup, but uh, this is just not a tournament team at the moment. Avenge your father against the baby loons. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, I guess, okay, so the only thing I thought going into this that might be a question, and Matt and Wanners both probably have a, a better read on this, but do you want to maybe alternate Rubio and Zardes to kind of keep them fresh after the cup game for that little three-in-a-week stretch? and maybe, Or maybe plan on them both starting the third of that stretch let one maybe come off the bench each game. I don't think you have one start for the other and then the other sub in 
for them. I think of anything, you do a little bit of rotation. Sure. Where I just mean in terms of minutes played. I, I think don't think you have. I don't think you have in the next five games. Rubio and Zardes both play ninety minutes five times. Right. That's what right, you're right, asking. Right. So I think they'll be starting the majority of the time, and then you do some change in shape or something to, um, you know, to allow them to rotate. And maybe that's both of them starting one game, um, and then one of them being subbed off in the sixtieth minute. Maybe it's one starting and then one coming off. One starting going ninety. One coming off the bench and playing 45 or 30 minutes or so but I think you want to get them as much playing time together because this is the future of your attack for this season these are a lot of games to get a lot of film make a lot of adjustments and try some things out to be firing on all cylinders come June 1st so long as I get my Rubio goal in Kansas City against Kansas City he kisses the badge flips off all the fans <laughs> does the Ronaldo sue <laughs> That's I don't care how you rotate them. Okay. Just give me the Rubio sure. goal in Kansas, in Kansas City. City. That's because yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be there. So sure. I wanna. You want your guy? You're the guy. Yeah. That's our guy. But you know, I think I think you're right. I don't think yeah. uh, you anticipate okay. Rubio's uh, Zubio to start all the time, and so okay. you know, sure. like this is gonna have to. It's how it's gonna have to be until okay. uh, these guys are on a like week to week basis. Yeah, I, you know, and it was just one of those things. that's like, I think if you have a fully healthy squad behind them you might be able to get away with giving Rubio a day off or giving Zardes a day off and just kind of resting through that. But if you're not rolling out Price and Wilson and so already you're down the bench further, yeah. it's probably not even an option. Well, it's also tough because I've always said our season hinges a lot on Mark Anthony K's success as a Correct. player because a lot of stretches, you see the Rapids, uh, at times they can play really like lifeless. And I mean, I've always said, so long as we're winning unexpected goals, I'll take the, the, the team kind of uh, contribution of despite you know like you look at the fc dallas game the minnesota game despite losing the rapids were never really out right um and then unfortunate as it was they conceded three on on low xg that's still fine because it shows that the rapids didn't just you know bunkered for the sake of bunkering i think you might see some of that on this stretch because you're gonna get tired legs but overall i think um if you have mac in there cooking stuff up in the midfield you should be good with any front three really cool uh, last thing we should touch on before we're out of here for the night. Um, obviously, the Andre Shinyasiki trade is official. It kind of news got leaked Friday about it being possible. Um, he goes to Charlotte for two twenty-five in guaranteed gam. Is that right? And right then one seventy-five in incentives plus fifty percent of any future sale on that. Which pretty good negotiation there by Porg, I think. Always um, because if that is a guy who. One-time MLS Rookie of the Year. If he what? finds form in Char Rookie of the Year. He did? He was. When? Uh, when was that? 2000. It was in 2019. I might have missed it. You might have missed that? He, <laughs> so uh, it's a joke. His form has been <laughs> not where that was, obviously. But if he finds that, all of a sudden, that 50% added on to incentives. And that's like a really, I think that's a great negotiation for Porg. I think it allows him to play a little more in that July window. Maybe get that winger that we were talking about earlier to kind of complement the two guys. And it allows Andre to go to a team that's not very good and he can maybe go be their goal scoring option. 
uh, Matt, where do you see it for both sides? Yeah, so I think, um, first of all, I think it's appropriate value. I think the reality is with the acquisition of Zardes, um, Shin Yashiki's stock was down. You know, as soon as as soon as Porter was, as soon as Caleb Porter was like, yeah, you know, we got a little bit of competition. And oh, by the way, Miguel Barry starting the first six games <laughs> yeah. of the season. It's like, okay, no, there's no competition. No. You're saying how you value that guy. And in that, you're not going to get as much guaranteed for him. And so that's kind of similarly what happened to Shin Yashiki. He becomes a piece that is less valuable on the open market because of where the Rapids are at people aren't going to pay as much for so I think they got comparable value for him I think just like with Columbus and the conditions for the Zardis trade the Rapids got uh, they conditioned this for Shin Yashiki to have a renaissance in the second half of the year for them to be compensated accordingly I think 400k would have been appropriate for where he was this time last year and then obviously if there's any additional sale on uh, he does have an Italian passport so there's an easier path for him getting into Europe potentially I don't know that what we've seen from Andre, he's going to Europe anytime soon, or certainly not this summer, I would say. But, you know, look, he, uh, he came in, and he was a nice feel-good story for overall what was a really disappointing start of the 2019 season. And a lot of his success was at or close to his natural position as a false nine, as a channel-running target striker with DU. And the reality is since Robin Frazier's come in, he hasn't really been used there. Rubio's been there. There's been some tactical differences. Yeah. Um, he's fit in in other roles that I think suit him because he's a very good defensive striker, if that makes any sense. And look, he was able to change himself into being a player that fit into where he got more minutes but wasn't playing in his best position. Um, he's going to Charlotte where obviously they have the Polish guy, Swinderski. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Swinderski. But, but there's a little bit of fluidity in terms of everything else that they're doing up front. He did play a little bit on the wing in a 4-2-3-1 when he was at DU. But fundamentally, you know, other than those first three months, that first six months under uh, Anthony Hudson in his rookie year, Andre Shinyashiki hasn't been given the opportunity to play in his best position where I think he's capable of being effective in Major League soccer and in that that's limited him and in that i think it was time for all parties involved and i don't think there's any bad blood Wanners, would you take over six and a half goals for him the rest of the season well in charlotte i think under uh and not because he doesn't get to six i think it's right at six okay their backup right now uh is daniel rios i think uh rios is a is a great um kind of sub but uh, you go from Daniel Rios to Shinyashiki, that's a way better kind of in, like upgrade right now for them. So for immediately for Charlotte, they have a lot to be excited about. For the Rapids, it was just a case of odd man out. Yep. Uh, he, uh, Despite, you know, uh, being played out of position, I still feel as though uh, Shinyashiki on the wing, you know, he was still serviceable enough. Maybe yep. uh, you don't really need serviceable at this at this certain time and if you really you know if i'm porig you know do you really want like a serviceable backup winger when you can you know get an extra gam and kind of use it to your benefit i think um with what you know with what porig has you just probably needed some more ingredients yeah. he was like i you know i can't really you know it's not working out here for shinyashiki he's the odd man out uh instead of getting a serviceable serviceable winger let's you know bring in zardes uh and so like with you know zardes in shinyashiki out was probably inevitable whether it happened now or in the summer when maybe maybe not they spent another player it's uh it was he's always gonna be the odd man out yeah yeah my guy do you have a, a eulogy for the uh for the andre time with the rapids nope good luck good luck <laughs> now 
<laughs> he's no longer a rapid. Great yep. times here. Thank you for your rookie year. Good luck, man. Wow. Wish you nothing but the best with the Charlotte. There you go. Charlotte FC. There you go. Oops. Um, guys, that was a that was a fun little pod. I really had a good time. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, Matt, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at LWS Matt Pollard. Matthew, I see you in the comments. Rabbi and I are recording tomorrow. We will answer your question as I'll oh my say God. a, Bring a truncated. Okay, I had to get, I had to impromptu get to the, ask HTHL. I had to get to the I had to get to the to the ad read. I'm sorry, Matthew. I meant to ask you to bring that back up. And this kind of just fits into what we were talking about. You nailed it. I think he is a name. He's a face. He will sell tickets. He is marketable. He is pretty cool. Back in 20. 20- 15 yeah sure but like he's on the national team he's got the hair i mean he still is on the national team he's not going to feature nearly as much now but (laughs) yes he will sell tickets he is marketable he's still serviceable I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I think he's got great hair as well. Which great I think, hair. Which I think that is matters. You know, but I think it's it's also not only is it a big name, but it's also one, you know, Eunice Nomley was on a lot of the media stuff last year and the year before. But like this is a guy who MLS <laughs> fans in general will be more familiar <laughs> will be more familiar with, which I think is good. They'll know him from the national team. I want to say generally there's a positive vibe. And if we're talking about other stuff off the field, he's a great guy in the community. I spoke to him earlier today. We're gonna feature that on HTHL later as well and so i think he is he is so fit in from a rap, a rapid standpoint as just a humble hard-working guy who's all about the team and is bringing good vibes hard work he's active in the community and he's fundamentally a good human being and so i think all of those things like he's already fit in with the rapids he, sure. he like he already is he was uh, doing post-game radio with Connor Cape on Altitude Sports, and he was already talking about, like, yeah, we really wanted to win this game because of the playoff game. Sure. Zardis wasn't even here no, for yeah, kids he giving last year, yeah. and he's already yeah. bought it. Like, this yeah. is the this is the, the, uh, the sh- Chicago Black Sox, the Chicago Red Sox signing that random Japanese pitcher who barely speaks English, and then he immediately shows up and says, Yankees suck. Yeah, like, Zardis absolutely has that right kind of energy. Sure. He is already a rapper its player and I think it fits in from what the club's trying to do from a business standpoint from a marketing standpoint and he fits in perfectly culturally and tactically with Robin Frazier he is a perfect fit on and off the field as a weird blonde or you know blonde highlighter racing stripe peg into that missing starting forward there you go I will bring in the the residence artist hater Wanners what is your take on that (laughs) (laughs) I think this move uh, really does a lot for me five years ago Oh my God! That's all I have to say. Okay, all right, fair. But that's I mean, all you have to say. That's all you gotta say. Because I don't know. Cause <laughs> he's just such a fringe player at this point for the national team. It's like, yeah, he's a former men's national team player. Maybe he is a national team player come the end of the season. But I mean, I think he'll be in Qatar with the team. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And the thing is, if like, I I don't mind that for the rapids like that is such a rapid signing it's a very rapid move but to just yep. like call him yep. the name like the marketing guy like i get the uh the pr- being the press guy and being the like uh the point of contact for that st- type of stuff but building like you know if i start seeing billboards with this guy's face i'm like what year is it you know okay would, would you prefer Fair. market so, I, I so would prefer you mac would prefer mark anthony because K. mac is on an upswing right now with the, he's part of a canadian golden generation where uh, whether or not they repeat the sustained success, he is part of the team that got the Canadian national team to the cup back. Yep. In, or not even, I think this is their first World Cup. No, 
Back into the World Cup. Back into the World Cup. So, the first time in my lifetime. I've yeah, been. yeah. Six, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Six. Yeah. So I mean, for him, I think Mac is the bigger name of the two. He should. Maybe he's not. Maybe he is. Maybe more people. I think internationally he's a bigger name. I think MLS. Zardes it's Zardes for sure. But yeah. I mean. If we're gonna pick someone to build a team around, it's got to be Mac. Well, yeah, for that's sure. what and I'm saying. I don't saying, think I don't think you bring him in to be a team building block. I think you bring him in to be a complimentary piece, and he is the perfect complimentary piece, at least in my Who's eyes. Zardes? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, if you have your choice of every possible player, he's not the perfect complimentary piece, right? But it was right time, right situation. I mean, right it, it is just a rapid yeah. signing, like I said. Yeah. Like it's a it's a great signing Absolutely. for the Rapids to make, but yeah. Kay and Price. Yep. Or, or yeah, Kay and Price are the two sons of the two moons that we have for Tatooine. And then Zardis is. <laughs> I don't know like what any of this stuff means, bro. <laughs> he tried use, to get into Star, Star, Star Wars. Is the, is the Hoth base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where do you fall on the Wanners Matt Pollard scale of the Zardis fit with the Rapids? I'm right. I'm a more Matt guy. There you go. I, again, there I don't you want, go. I respect the whole Rubio bit. I respect <laughs> it to death. I don't great, think it's a. It's past a bit. It's at this a great point. bit. I'll give you that great bit. It's not a bit, bro. <laughs> it's winning me money. It's the but, greatest money making bit. If that's no, what it is. Okay. Regardless, I do agree that Juan, with Juan, that Mac should be the guy, but I think that Zard is is gonna be the guy. I'm leaning more towards Matt, True. even though I like um, Juaner's, uh pr- thought process there. All right. Uh, guys, who do you have tonight? I think Seattle loses. Give me uh, Pumas at I'll, a plus I'll, 400 I'll, with Juan Ignacio Dineno to score on a PK. I'll, I'll, I'll take Pumas as well. And really, <laughs> I'm just I'm doing that knowing that I don't have a therapy session this week. And so I'm preempting <laughs> myself for disappointment and free space. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You got a winner? Yeah, Pumas, dude. Of like course. The, yeah. Uh, and Mackie Sky, of course, picks Pumas. Dude, Sounders got gifted those two uh, no, penalties. You're right. You're right. The first you're right. Leg. They you're were right. getting demolished in. All right, I cut you off, Matt. Did you get all your plugs in? Last uh, word on no, sports. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Last word on sports. <laughs> last word on sports.com backslash soccer for all of my written content at LWS at LWS Matt Pollard on Twitter, and then obviously check out the podcast Holding the High Line at Rapids Nine Six Podcast on Twitter. Definitely follow, read, listen. Matt knows what's up. It is your Rapids homework if you're behind on what is going on, and I mean that in the best way. It is. It is. You will learn. A ton listening to Professor that. Professor Pids. Yes. Warners, plug your stuff. Uh, you can follow me at Warners FC. That's J U A N N E R S F C on Twitter. You can follow me uh, at C38SG as well. Follow the podcast, listen to the podcast. We uh, kind of take it from more of a supporter's view of uh, Rapids, uh, kind of, you know, Rapids fandom. But also, you can follow my uh, gambling podcast for MLS at Gam underscore MLS on Twitter. Gambling allocation money. Um, kind of a play on words of gam. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, if also um, we have a, a Discord now where uh, you can join for free. I do a weekly blog post of my five favorite MLS games, give you kind of my reads on the game, which tend to be and you're making money. spot so on. You might as well and join up. If you and really want to see what I'm betting, you can pay a premium price to see the picks that I got for the weekend. Love so. That. But free pick is Rapids Moneyline this weekend uh, because it's the earthquakes. And so long as they play Calvo, it's a dub. So 
uh yeah yeah i know you're busy with the abs stuff but go ahead and make sure you follow his show there he's been working his ass off with the graphics and with making sure that that show's ready for the playoffs so shout out super producer yeah yeah best thank you. team in colorado right now by a mile and then not by a mile the rapids <laughs> are right behind them not right <laughs> okay sure you know what we don't have time to get into that we'll talk we'll maybe talk about that next week uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in as always go to dnvr subscribe to us on youtube man Go to the dnvr.com. Get your year subscription. Go to the DNVR locker. Put me to work. Buy a t-shirt. It's Merchel here, man. I need you to buy a t-shirt. Next week, we will be dropping the coolest Rapids merch that we have ever had by a mile. It's only the second thing, but hey, it's still a true statement. Is it a Rubio-inspired uh, <laughs> t-shirt? Rufio-inspired t-shirt? Rube. No, it's not. It's not a t-shirt. Zubio um, for life. Just so you guys know, we do have Dwayne Brown. On, uh, yes. Part of the DNVR. Invisible Lads. Yes. Yeah, we invisible do. Lads. Shout out Invisible of, Lads. Yep. He is part of the DNVR crew now. So expect a lot more. We're going to get cool. some dope rapid stuff going. Follow Yahir G underscore Vasquez on Twitter. Follow me at Mitch underscore underscore Carol. Uh, and guys, thank you so much for coming in and up the pits. <laughs>